Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Excess of Everything, a show about two girls and their excessive consumption of media. I'm Scarlett Curtis. Writer, amateur astrologer, not much else. I fresh out the shower is what you fresh are. Fresh out the shower. Fresh out the shower. Looking very fresh. Um, I am Grace Campbell. I haven't showered yet today. I, I am. Um, I'm using this amazing Sunday Riley vitamin C oil. Which okay, me and my friend Eve, who's the only other friend I talk about on this podcast. We have this theory that vitamin C, like cream or oil, makes you look more tanned. Like every time I use it, the next day someone's like, "Have you done a fake tan?" And it's just vitamin C. I'm very intrigued if anyone else has had this. So habit. just, just okay, coming straight from my head, is that because vitamin C comes from oranges, and oranges are orange? <laughs> I mean, obviously that's what came into my head. Yeah, it doesn't really make any. It was like the obvious answer that it is actually fake tan. Like it's making your <laughs> fake tan. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I do think fake tan makes your skin look better. So maybe it's. Oh my god! Like better. right now, I've got no makeup on, and I would never ever do anything like this. But fake tan, I don't need makeup. Yeah, I just want to say I did introduce you to fake tan last you summer, did. and I feel like I changed your life. It's a fucking game changer. You know what it was? It was you gave me that that face spray. Do you remember? Yeah. It was just I was just going through a breakup and I was feeling awful, and you gave me the Saint Tropez. It was like a face mist that you put on before bed, and then I remember we went to bed and I woke up in the morning and you were like, "Oh my god, you look unbelievable! What's happened?" And I'd forgotten I'd put it on, and you were like. Yeah what's happened you look so good and then I was like oh it's that spray <laughs> no truly it's a game changer it's a game changer um speaking of everything skincare it's actually quite a good segue I had a really shit week this week but when all the bad stuff was happening my instinct which is often what happens to me in bad situations was just to book a facial and a manicure so I booked a facial and a manicure and I basically had this terrible day. My parents had to isolate. I got in a car crash. It was a few days for my birthday. But then the next day, I got a manicure and a pedicure. And I went to face gym and got a like face pummeling. And it was a game changer. I love the, the sound of a face pummeling. <laughs> Have I never told you about face gym? They beat you up, don't they? They fully beat you up. It's the most painful experience of your life. But I really love pain in beauty treatments. It makes me feel like I'm actually doing something. And you do leave looking like a goddess. Like, it is so really worth what, it. How, I mean, what is the science of it by beating you up there, waking everything up, basically? 
Yeah, I mean, my mum thinks it's a con because my dad once went to this. My dad loves to fall for um, scams, basically. And my dad was once walking along a street in Soho and this lady outside like a weird bookie skincare shop um, was like, come in, we can make you look 10 years younger in five minutes. And she put this eye cream on one of his eyes and she patted it for like a minute. He said it was like so long she patted it for. And then she showed him in the mirror and one of his eyes was like 10 years younger and the other wasn't. Um, And then he spent literally $500 on this cream um, and came home and was like, uh, you know, I'm going to look 10 years younger. I've got this cream. And then obviously it was just the patting makes your face sort of contract. So you look great. Yeah, it goes away like an hour later. But face gym, it doesn't. (laughs) So I got this Kiehl's eye cream, and I got it for me for my birthday. And I've started. I don't want to tell. And I've been doing this, but because like my it's it's amazing for my eyes, but it's actually amazing for my skin. So even though it's like a tie, it's really expensive. I've been using it all over my face, and it has made my skin so much better. I don't know why. I don't know what that is. But also, there's a really quick segment segue my when we were at secondary school there was this girl and she um she said she had this eye cream that was like gonna make your bags go away and like make you look amazing by the way we were like 14 so like we Mm. didn't need that anyway (laughs) so she was going around the backfield giving everyone this eye cream we all like rubbing it all over our eyes and it was fucking tiger balm (gasps) and she'd given all of us tiger balm and we've been like rubbing it she was like pat it into your eyes and like we obviously all couldn't then open our eyes like the rest of the day my god that's the worst feeling how bad is that eye cream is a con by the way it's basically just really good moisturizer well that's what i'm saying so like it's been amazing for my skin but i don't know what it does for my eyes that it does differently to my skin no it doesn't do anything differently eye cream is the most famous scam in the beauty industry i love that Um, did i ever tell you about when i drank loads of oregano oil no oh my god so my other friend, I'm going to put her on blast here, okay? Jamila Jamil, world famous activist and actress. She like swears by oregano oil when you're sick. She's like, every time I get a cold, take oregano oil. I get better in like a minute. She found it out from some like Hollywood insider. And it, she's like, it's, it's what she swears by. And I got sick the other day and I was like, oh, I should. This was a few months ago. I had a cold and I was like, oh, I should take some oregano oil. And I was looking through my like essential oil collection. I had some. So I put like 10 drops on my tongue. I'm like downing this oregano oil. And then I looked at it and basically she was talking about oregano oil, which is like olive oil. And I had just taken 10 drops of oregano essential oil. (gasps) I thought I was going to die. I nearly called poison control. My whole face tasted and smelt like pizza for a week. Like, no joke. It was one of the most horrific experiences I've ever had. I felt like I was dying. I thought I was going to die. What, but I have so many questions. First of all, why does an oregano essential oil exist? I don't get it. I know. It's like, I don't want my diffuser to smell of pizza. Why would I want that? No like, why would that. I want my house? Yeah. To, why would I want my skin to smell of pizza? Why would I want to smell pizza when I'm going to bed? I know I buy these essential oil sets and it's always I always have so much of this left over because I'm like obviously I don't want to put this anywhere that's so weird um but so she just to come back to that because I do that with raw cloves of garlic so whenever I feel I'm getting ill I eat a raw clove of garlic and that does do the trick but with the oregano oil it's just like like what you get at like Sainsbury's basically that's what she's talking about 
Yes, or any chemist where right, it's like okay. edible oregano right, okay. oil. And not, I've just taken... Not like the lavender yeah. of oregano. I googled like what to do if you've been poisoned. It was so... What poison control? I think it's what you call if like, your kid swallows bleach. Oh, really? They, like tell you what to do. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so glad I know that exists. Oh no, I'm not going to call them. For like, future reference. Every day. <laughs> when we, when we, we had, went out for lunch for Scarlett's birthday this week and there was um, some bread and it looked like it had mould in it, but it turned out it was like rosemary and thyme or something, but it looked severely like mould. And I just had such a freak out because I had just eaten two slices of this bread and then I was like, obviously I'm going to be sick for the rest of the week. And it was so funny because we were at lunch with some other girls who don't know you as well and they were sort of joking and I was looking at you and I was like, no, no, if we don't... Um, but then they'll everyone else will be pissed off because they'll be like, well, why why are we getting the same amount as this person who like slept through the whole charter <laughs> or who was like drunk the whole time and like fucked up? It's so good. There's so many elements of Below Deck that like just make it like tick, 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 tick. Like I feel like mm. from every episode, I feel like I get like there's a bit of a game element to it. There's a bit of a competition element to it. There's like you said, it's a procedural, like every episode is going to be different and you're, they're going to be experiencing different things. And then you've got the drama of them all just living and working yeah. together. I'd also say it's a much less stressful, dark reality show. Like I've also been watching 90 Day Fiance, which is just so dark and horrible. And you are watching these people like do really horrific things. And Below Deck is, there's big drama, but it's very cheery. It's so cheery. It really yeah. is. It's like, it's not, it's not stressful. You know, there's very rarely like huge insane fights where you're like, oh, this is stressing me mm. out. Like, it's just kind of, and also they sleep in these rooms that are like tiny little bunk beds. And they're always like, you know, boys and girls sleeping in rooms together. And I'm like, God, like, and when people have partners who aren't there, I'm like, the cheating levels that must go on in this industry. It makes me want to know way more about the yachting industry. You have to be such a specific person, I think, to do that job because, in a way, it's an incredible job because you're like going to all these countries and you're living on a yacht, but you're also sleeping and basically camping for six months yeah. at a time. The hours are insane. The social pressures of like this crew in this tiny cabin are insane. Insane. It's like anyone who does sort of seasonal work. I think you're you're. Mm. It's a specific type of person who can work so intensively for like three months, basically every day. You know, like on on below deck, like the they have to be up when the guests wake up. Well, they have to be up before because they have to clean the boat, and then they have to stay up for as long as the guests want to stay up. So when the guests want to have a big party, they they can't go to bed. Then they still have to get up at 5.30, clean the yeah. boat. It's must but be also, mad. also, if there's, like, a group of guests and one of them goes to sleep at 7 p.m. but wakes up at 6 a.m. and the rest of them stay up till 3 a.m. They still have to be up. They still have to, so they have to do, like, the worst hours. The thing I find fascinating, and this just says a lot about me, but, like, they are working these insane hours, working so hard, and then when they get a day off, they just go out drinking and they stay up to like 5am. And I mean, I know you're a bit more like this, but like my idea of a day off is sleeping all day and watching TV. It is not like going out. I know, but then can you imagine like having a day off and wanting to sleep all day and watch TV in that bunk bed of a room? Like True, I know. But you can, you to work in these jobs, you can only be someone who relaxes by going out yeah oh without a doubt but I also feel like they probably all have nervous breakdowns at the end of a season it's like when yeah. people go and do a season in Ibiza for the summer and they're just drinking yeah. and taking drugs every night and then they come back and they're like ill for the whole winter yeah. 
but they've made loads of money. Loads of money. Um, can we talk about Britney? Oh, yeah. So we're recording this on Thursday. It'll come out on Friday. Yesterday, Britney Spears um, spoke for the first time at a hearing about her conservatorship. And, you know, I, I felt very conflicted on the Free Britney movement because we both watched the documentary and the documentary was very much not in Britney's words. And we, as public, haven't known how Britney feels about her conservatorship. We've, it's all just been assumptions. And yesterday, for the first time, we got full confirmation that Britney is in pain. She is being abused. She is living through one of the most horrific situations I've ever heard of. But and I mean, the thing it that broke my heart—it's oh, it's horrible. And and I agree. I mean, I feel like the doc- the documentary was weird. It was like so weird in so many ways. Um, and so I didn't really feel like it gave me like, and I've always felt like free Britney because it's obvious that she's like not in a good way. So like, I think mm. it, it which her mental health is clearly not good. So the convert con- con- conversationship I don't know how to say that word conservatorship is clearly not doing a good job because she looks like like really really like not in a good way mentally but then her saying the thing about the IUD and that they've got a coil in her which means she can't have any Mm. babies until they give her permission to take it out she's about to turn 14 she wants to have a baby with her boyfriend it's wild to me that they can say that, that this thing has to be in her vagina and that just like it's just really, really sad. And, and obviously there's mm-hmm. loads of stuff going on online of people being like, this is what happens to disabled people all the time. You know, like it, it's actually really yeah. common. And it's amazing with Britney that it's bringing this to light, that like loads of people live under, I can't say the word, um, but loads of people do all over the world. And hopefully her saying this will have a much bigger impact on her being freed. I don't really know how it works. I'm pretty sure, like, it's so hard for people to be freed from, com- I can't say it, conservation ships. <laughs> Isn't it, like, virtually impossible? Yeah. Like, in America, like, be- barely anyone has been able to get out of their cons- conservation ships. Conservatorship. Yeah. It's incredibly hard. And it's also one of those things that's just, like, an awful cycle that goes down. It happens with disabled people. It happens with mentally ill people. And it happens with old people, you know, because once you are put in this conservatorship, you are deemed to be unable to control your own life and unable to control your own thoughts or your body or whatever it is and then it's incredibly hard to prove to anyone that you aren't in that situation because you've basically been deemed a crazy person so anything you say doesn't make sense and I think I do think Britney will get out but like you said I really really hope that this brings more light to people that are under financial control by families or people you know in positions of power over them because it's it's really horrible I mean I had a tiny element of this when when my mental health was very bad where I I was I wasn't able to make good decisions for myself I wasn't able to help myself but I also knew that a lot of the help that I was getting was actually quite damaging but it's very very hard to speak out against someone that is supposed to be helping you because that person will just say this is exactly the problem she's paranoid or she's crazy or she's whatever you know yeah I mean that and that's why it's probably for Britney it's taken such a long time for her to even be able to do what she did yesterday and probably because what I I I had understood that she, that her dad was like living still with her 
but he isn't. Mm. She doesn't no, actually see him. I didn't know that. Um, but also some of the rules, I mean, her boyfriend, we don't know much about him, but he seems genuinely lovely. And she said as well yesterday that he's not allowed to drive her in a car on her own. I know. Like, that they're, they're not allowed to be alone. And, I mean, I check Britney's Instagram constantly and it's so worrying. Like, it's so odd and sad and the stuff that she posts is really wild and you can see why people have started to like pick up all these mess secret messages in the stuff she's posting because it really is in like a, a different level she posted this video the other day where she was like I'm finally going to answer all the questions people have been asking me you've all been asking me what shoe size I am and it was like oh it's just so sad did you see and- fucking Justin Timberlake's thread on Twitter no oh my god so like I would say that's the one thing that I do feel really sad about it's like in that documentary but also we all know this it's like their relation the double standards between the two of them yeah and like the way that he treated her and then he did this whole thread I'll read you like the first one but after what we saw today we should all be supporting Britney at this time regardless of our past good and bad and no matter how long ago it was what's happening to her right now is just not right no woman should ever be restricted from making decisions about her body and then he did this whole thread of like me and Kate stand by Britney and I was like that's kind of I don't know like it's quite weird I don't really know how I yeah feel I about mean that. I have I have no sympathy for him like too little too late he also yeah but, but why is he trying to do this now like that's what I thought was a bit weird he fucked up Janet Jackson's life yeah but also he fucked up Janet Jackson's life years ago when you know they were forming together at the Super Bowl and her boobs slipped out and she basically didn't have a career for a decade afterwards because she supposedly like flashed on TV and it was all the blame should have all been put on him it was you know it was Why, what, wait what happened I don't know what happened there don't you no I know oh, that okay. she did about the boob but I don't know what he had to do with it so it they were together and yeah. her boob came out and it was because they were doing this dance and he kind of like pulled it and her boob came out and it was just a wrong move and she obviously didn't mean to show her boob on live TV and it was just both of them were caught. I mean, neither of their fault in the moment. Like we, but he could have dealt with it after. No, but, but what happened afterwards was that she was. They had like all these complaints to the TV station. She was blamed for like ruining all these children's innocence. She didn't work for like a decade, and he never was tarnished. Never was blamed. Never apologized. Never spoke up for her. Never said this is unfair never said like can we all please fucking forgive Janet Jackson and then when the Free Britney documentary came out and Justin was obviously being blamed for the double standards against him and the way that he spoke about Britney he made this Twitter statement that was apologizing in the same statement to Janet and Britney and sort of like lumping them together he never even said Janet's name and it was like no these are completely different situations you can't just apologize in one go for all the things you've done like it's so hard with stuff like that because it's like he's so dodgy but it's like it's really hard for like anything really to change for him because they're like really like microaggression kind of things that he's done so it's like you know he's got a great career he's got a great life no one's like no calling him he's not the worst but I just think he's like a bit misguided and I think apologizing to them both in the same in the same sentence made it like okay you don't really get this like yeah I think go go and read like his whole thread on Twitter it was like six tweets but it was just like I just felt it made me feel really uncomfortable I was just like Mm. oh you're just saying this because you just so feel like 
either guilty or like self-conscious of like what people might think about you in this situation but it's not about you I I mean I think what's hard like for me as well you know I'm someone who has had periods of my life where I was disabled and periods of my life where I was very mentally ill and we like to think of things in a very binary way and I think Brittany probably is very fucked up by her childhood I think she probably does have a lot of quite severe mental health issues but that does not mean that what they're doing to her is just and I think people either want to be like she's completely fine free her or you know whatever her conservatives obviously want to keep her in and it's like no she should be able to get the help she needs without having to have an IUD and being forced in a car not to be in a car with her boyfriend Mm. yeah I know well we I don't really know where it goes from now but like surely that's her saying that is gonna like have a have an impact I really hope so and also like so often we see really damaging effects of fan culture and like I think a lot of what messed Britney up was fan culture and the way that she had these like obsessive fans but actually this is one time where her fans have really helped like I think probably the reason she has this confidence is because so many people have been fighting for her and backing her and like spreading this message and I actually it's kind of nice to see fans like do something good yeah it's I mean it's really cool that like yeah that's possible um and also it speaks to like how loved Britney Spears is like she is Britney Spears we she was such a huge figure in all of our lives for like my whole childhood like she was just like the one for me and so I don't know I just think she's like we all feel really like protective of her Mm, totally and oh it's so sad did you see there's a video that's been going around where obviously like one of the main issues with the conservatorship was that she was even though she was supposedly not mentally capable enough to do to handle her own finances her own life she was doing a Vegas show every night for years and making like billions of billions of dollars that were going to her dad and she was doing this really intense Vegas show and there's this clip that someone has resurfaced where she had a 102 degree temperature and she was still doing the Vegas show and she's like guys I'm really sorry I'm not well but she's like continuing to do it and it's like she clearly should not have been performing with a 102 temperature I mean now in COVID times like that's just you can't leave your house if if you have a temperature like that I know that's horrible yeah I just can't understand it's like that film I care a lot but like Mm. obviously that was with old people but I can't understand how we live in a world where it's that easy for someone to just sign everything over to somebody else yeah I mean I mean, this also all goes full circle because Tom Girardi is now under a conservatorship of his brother because he is supposedly seen seen, Yeah, Uh, it's all very, very tough. Um, But I think I've been feeling really guilty about the Britney stuff. And this is like, I actually think maybe she had the confidence to talk about it because of all the noise. I think so. I mean, it's really hard to know because it's really hard to know what she sees as well. Like... I, I don't really understand, like, whether or not she directly communicates with anyone on Instagram or is it someone else that does it all? Exactly, yeah. So, like, I don't know what she actually has access to, but it is nice to to know that, like, all of the noise that has been going on online, and like, you know, th- that's the thing I did like about that documentary. I thought the documentary was quite weird, but I did like how mm-hmm. much the fans were given a voice because it's like yeah. they did start this movement and they're the ones who have, mm-hmm. like 
been pushing that so um I have two final recommendations yes that I've just been liking this week one is a podcast called you're wrong about um my friend Tash told me to listen to this and it's so good it's these two journalists I think yeah they're both one's an academic one's a journalist so they're properly properly clever and do their research and it actually ties to Britney because every episode they talk about either like a cultural phenomenon or a cultural figure that the media represented wrong and they tell you the true story behind this person and they just sort of break down the myths about this you know everything from like the satanic panic to Courtney Love to Diana they did a whole series on Diana they've done episodes on Britney they just like it's so interesting looking at especially a big focus of the podcast is the way that they the media framed women in the 90s and like how many of these stories that just live in the back of our brain and we're like oh I think I know about that is actually we've been fed that by a completely by misinformation from the media that was like framing these women as evil so that's very good and then I've also been listening to Busy Phillips's podcast which is called Busy Phillips is doing her best and I've really wanted to talk about this on the podcast because I've been just thinking about it all week like I used to love Rizzy Phillips. Like, before anyone else loved her, I was obsessed with Freaks and Geeks. Same. I watched every episode of Cougar Town. Like, I was like, this woman is incredible and I love her. And once she became, like, an Instagram phenomenon and everyone started talking about her, I really switched off and, like... I didn't ever go like I hate her but I was like oh she's so popular now like I'm not really a fan anymore I just and and I really hate that that happened and I put this podcast on the other day and it's so wonderful and she's so wonderful and each episode is like three hours long and it's her and her best friend Casey Simorage and um they get these guest hosts and it's just like lovely and she's so open um Busy's child birdie uh recently has come out as non-binary and they go by they them pronouns and busy talks a lot about like her journey to with her with birdie and with her child and birdie's like really keen on busy talking about this on the podcast because they say it really helps open up the conversation and how old is birdie now because i literally remember when birdie was like like so like a baby yeah when i used to follow think, busy phillips like, i know i think they're age. like 13 okay um they're in middle school but and you know busy will sometimes like fuck up on the pronouns and then talk about it and I I just love it and it's made me really acknowledge this side of me that does sometimes resent things once they become really popular and um I think that's wrong I think yeah I mean I do do that as well and I, I actually do the opposite where I I refuse to like engage in things once they become really big and then mm-hmm. I and then I do and then I'm like oh I get it like I get why everyone loves Busy Phillips yeah Busy Phillips is great and actually like I remember I started following her on Instagram when I first had Instagram because I love freaks and geeks so much and mm-hmm. I also just think yeah, she too. then was being really honest all the time and no one else was and she was always yeah. sort of saying stuff and being quite self-deprecating and taking the piss out of herself and like that's why I liked her. I just always thought like she must be such a fun mum yeah well this podcast is really lovely and I just have it on like when I'm around the house and it makes me feel like I've got friends great I'm gonna listen to that yeah okay 
Um, I love that. And then I would also just say to everyone, it's a full moon in Capricorn right now, which is exactly the energy that we need because Capricorn is very grounding and it's very steady and it's all about like taking charge and being rational. And I think we have had a wild Gemini and Cancer season and this Capricorn moon is very good for all of us, I think. Amazing. <laughs> well, I think it's always been crazy dreams. Oh my god, I've been having you. insane yeah. dreams. It's like I have been new. having sex dreams about like every celebrity in the world. Like it's insane. Like every night I have sex with like six people. I've been having the opposite. In my dream, I open up Instagram and everyone had posted a picture of Matthew Perry because he died. And then in the morning, I opened up Instagram and I was like looking for the picture of Matthew Perry, but he's still alive, which is great. Oh, that's good. That's really good to know. Yeah, um, my favourite full moon story, and then we'll wrap up, but um, I knew this guy that worked at a restaurant and he was like the least spiritual person, like didn't believe in astrology, anything. And we were asking him like, what, you know, is there anything that like really changes the restaurant? Like what are your worst nights? Is it like Friday night, Saturday night? And he was like, oh no, no, it's the full moon. And I was like, what and he was like yeah we like always have to bring in extra staff on the full moon because it always just gets crazy and like everyone that works in the restaurant industry knows that like full moons are crazy and I was like it's real it is real oh my god me and Anna my one of my best friends like whenever there's a full moon neither of us can sleep and we'll always just text each other like that day being like FYI the full moon's tonight like just do all of your sleep routine because we always are both up to like four in the morning. I mean, the moon last night was absolutely insane. It was beautiful. It was though. amazing. We walked home like over the heath and the heath was completely lit because yeah. of the moon. Lit. Lit. Okay. Lit. Loving. Okay. I love you. I love everyone that listens to this. Thank you for just listening to us chat. Um, we've been getting some really lovely comments. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you. Um, We love you. Bye. Bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.